Welcome to the Backbox Pinball Podcast, a podcast for lady pinballers and their friends. Each week, we will sit down with a guest and chat about news and events related to women in the sport and hobby of pinball. Now here's your host, Lauren Gray. Welcome everybody to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. There's so much pinball in October. I can't, I can't take it. But it's, it's amazing because we had the pinball desert that was COVID summer 2020. Thanks. Ugh, you can take that back. But I am super excited. So last episode, talked to Rob Burke. Him and friends are putting together, of course, the amazing virtual pinball expo. And hold the brakes. There's a huge Bells event. And I'm like, how can I not talk about that? Oh, my gosh. So I, I got my lady super friends together. And they're amazing. And I have got a group of ladies here to talk about the virtual Bells and Chimes tournament that will be happening this week during the Pinball Expo. And I am super excited. Some of them you may know. And some of them are new friends to the show. So please help me welcome Tish Edwards, Deborah Tallman, Frieden Johnson, Jen Ruper, and uh, Deborah's friend, Phoebe, and I didn't get your last name. Smith, Phoebe Smith. <laughs> Phoebe Smith. I love it. All the lady pinball is like coming inside me. It's just fantastic. I love I it. I feel your energy through the 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 call. I'm excited do you, about I, that. I, I do. I, You're I, like, I, I, need, I was like, I need more lady pinball. It needs to happen. All right. So so Jen and Deborah, I'm gonna have you sit this part out because you've done it before. But listeners, you know, we have kick off right off the bat, our pinball origin stories. Find out where these ladies came from in pinball and where they're at today. And we'll go ahead and start with you, Tish. Tell us your pinball origin story. So my pinball origin story started before flippers were made back in the uh, 1800s. No, just kidding. There were flippers. Um, the first time I ever played pinball, I went to Virginia Beach. I was about 15 years old. And I got some money out and put it on top of the glass of the pinball machine. And a nickel and a dime slid under the lockdown bar. And I was trying to get my money out. And some boys came along and said, we'll help you. And they started pushing on the glass. And they broke the glass. And long story short, I had to wire home to get $16 to pay for the glass on the pinball machine. So I didn't play pinball for a long time after that. My husband is in the game business and has been since like 1975, I think. And because of that, I met a lot of people who played games, including pinball. And I think the late, oh, maybe mid 90s, we met Trent. And I started going to pinball shows with Trent. And I never thought I was any good at playing pinball. So I would give my tournament entries to Trent and go along my merry way. And at some point he said, you know, you ought to play. There's no reason to give me your, your ticket. So I started playing. I got a little hooked. So then when I went to tournaments, I didn't just stand around and watch anymore. I would play and kick games and every once in a while win something. So at the same time, we started a league in Columbus. It was called COPA. That went on for a while. And, oh, it seemed like now in Columbus, at least pre-pandemic, 
every night of the week there is a pinball league there is some kind of mini tournament there's a big tournament there's always something pinball related going on in Columbus when Trent and I started going to Expo some of the Michigan tournaments we had to go somewhere because the only thing that was happening in Columbus ever was once a year the uh, distributor the game distributor called Schaefer's would put on a uh, pinball tournament. Well, that sounds pretty amazing. That is a very, uh, I was like, oh, with the glass. And then you came back. I love it. I love it, Tim. Uh-huh. Ah. And uh, Frieden, tell us your pinball origin story. I actually knew folks who played pinball through the uh, Chicagoland Burning Man community. I didn't know there were leagues or anything just a few years ago, which was awesome to find out. I would attend the local league nights with one of the teams in the uh, Pinball Chicago League. And I met the Bad News Bates. And if you haven't met them, can I just say they are, they could make you excited about anything, these super rad women. And they had an opening on their team the season after I met them and I begged them to join and then sent some subsequent anxiety messages about asking to join. And, uh, (laughs) Then we started playing together. And funny enough, uh, I thought I was in Bells and Chimes. Like I had done the tournament and been in the Facebook group and stuff. It turns out I like emailed the wrong person like a year and a half ago and never got added to a thing. So I was like, oh, I've really been misrepresenting myself lately. And everybody in Chicago pinball is so awesome. I actually started working on machines and kind of taking them apart before I started playing. I don't know if you, uh, if any of you were in the arcade environment as an adolescent female or post-adolescent female, but it can be kind of hostile and unfriendly. And so it took a long time to go back after trying in high school a long time ago. Before smartphones, there was this place called Aladdin's Castle. I think once you have one experience like that, you're like, oh, I'm good on arcades for a while. After my 30th birthday was the next time I went. And like, dudes were being decidedly uncool. And I had talked to another pinball dude about it. And he said, well, you know, I told you, I told you guys were like that in this. You got to get used to it. And I said, oh, do I? And like nine hours later, we started Pinball Super Friends. Do I? I don't. I don't. Yeah, I kind of. <laughs> And uh, yeah, no, Pinball Super Friends, we'll put a link in the show notes, you guys. It's an amazing group um, of, uh, it's a very supportive and I want to say loving, like just like, it's, it's about people of, you know, all walks of life, loving this one thing, pinball in a very supportive environment. I really, really dig what you're doing, Frieden. So I think that's awesome. If there is a problem or if something happens... Or if you can't go to an establishment because you're in a wheelchair and there's no ramp, if there's no bathroom that matches your gender identity, if there's a super racist dress code, you can contact Pinball Super Friends and I will contact that establishment for you. And that's the thing I've done a few times for folks because honestly, people then feel uncomfortable going back to their arcade. That's a shame. That's really a shame. So you can do it anonymously. You can message me through the email or the group or Facebook or whatever it is. And 
I'll uh, I'll try to help. That's hard. Oh, I love that. Not all <laughs> heroes wear capes, y'all. Just saying. I love that. So. But all but most all right. heroes play pinball. <laughs> it's so true. It is a game of choice. By the way, you guys can't see her, but I can. She has an amazing safe cracker behind her and a creature from the back lagoon. It's like she like just totally threw it. She's like, hold my beer. Yes. I've like got this amazing collection back here. I love it. I love it, Frieden. Thank you so much for being here. And Phoebe, tell us a little bit about you. What was your pinball origin story? How did you get started in pinball and where you're at today? Um I played when I was like, you know, a teenager. Well, before teenager, like 12, 13, uh, my parents bowled on a bowling league. And uh, at that point, game rooms were 18 and over. So I would get so you quarters. Had early access. <laughs> nice. I, I would get quarters from my dad and he thought that I was using them in the gumball machines in the entryway. And, uh, I would sneak into the game room. (laughs) I would sneak into the game room and uh, put my quarters, donate my quarters to the pinball machines because the games never lasted very long. One of the games was haunted house and all of the flippers never, ever worked. So it was like, put your quarter in and like 30 seconds later, you're done. And it's like, okay, let's do it again. I got to get more quarters. That's a lot Um, of gum. (laughs) this kid's gonna have diabetes (laughs) um and then uh you know and then at another bowling alley i met my husband and we played pinball dating and then when we moved into this house that was one of the things that we said we wanted uh, to go with a pool table that is now in storage (laughs) i'm like what pool table i was gonna say you settled the joust instead right (laughs) it's there with my couch (laughs) yeah yeah the couch and the uh, dining room furniture and um yeah everything else at one point not long ago your entire living room was not a living room (laughs) it was a pinball room yeah we had um we had nine pinballs in the living room we have five in the dining room 20 in the basement uh, three in the family room, and then now we just did an addition, and we have is there twenty out here. Yeah, that sounds about. And right. there's twenty out here. A metric bleep ton of pinball. <laughs> um, Thank you for self bleeping. I appreciate. I, it. I, I do all my bleeping from now on. <laughs> um, and then, uh, so when we decided we were going to get one, we got one, and he was like, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna fix it up." It, it was a space shuttle, and that was one that we played when we were dating, and so. It had some wear on it, and he was like, "I'm going to touch this up." And he he calls me out to look at it, and I come out, and he's holding his little tester's brush, and he says, "How's that?" And I was like, "Are you done? <laughs> Give me that." <laughs> and he was like, "Okay, here, you do it." And um, so the first thing I did was throw that brush away and go get my brushes, and then um, I touched it up, and he was like, "Okay, you're doing the touch ups from now on, and I'll do the mechanical." And then, so I did that for, from 2001 until 2012, I restored pinball machines. Traveled to all the expo shows, started (laughs) doing that. Yeah. Um, We went to our first show, Expo, Pinball Expo in 2006, and we take games. And they they take the joust. They take the <laughs> what's the other one called? Rat race. The rat race. I don't know. Like look up, go look up rat race right now, y'all. It's an amazing game, and it's you number, never get to see them. It's number one of ten. There's only ten made. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> and you can see it oftentimes. You can see it at Chicago Expo because they bring it to the expo. <laughs> so I know I'm setting you up for 2021. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Barcon, Starlight, 
Um, yeah, they've got a pretty cool. Yeah. So, so like, what are you doing these days? In 2007, we started a, a Cincy Pinball group. I don't know how many people are in it now. <laughs> um, it kind of went way, way beyond what we thought it would. And then in 2013, we started Cincy Pinball League. And we have 32 people in the league. And we have a pretty, pretty diverse group, but we have fun. <laughs> <laughs> we're weird, but we're fun. <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot of location pinball in that time frame. Well, I'm not sure what year we started. This was the fifth one. We started the Cincy Pinball Championship, which oh, is a yeah. tournament. That's why we're here right yeah, now. Which is a, a tournament that, you know, everybody's invited to. Um, we started doing that to get some pinball available to people in the Cincinnati area. And it's strictly a house tournament here, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's, you know, it's our game in house. Well, some people, we've had a couple of people, you know, in the group bring games that we can use for the tournament just so they're not all our games. Um, but uh, this was the fifth one and um, we did it yesterday, but we had to, it, we, we called it Cincy pinball championship five COVID edition. Yeah. <laughs> Social distance masks. Yeah. Available, lots yeah. of, uh, what do you call lots it? The hand, hand sanitizer. sanitizer. <laughs> and we had to you limit, don't... had, we had to limit the, you know, instead of having unlimited people being allowed to play, we, we only had 16 play. So it was yeah. choice. And I have to tell you, I know he's a boy and I know we're, we're, we're all about the girls <laughs> and the babes and the pinball right now, but Larry Smith won on his home turf last night. He could not have been happier. He was carrying his glass obelisk around everywhere. Yeah. Hey, Larry. Ohio pinball. That sounds amazing. You guys, I love that so much. Oh, Phoebe, thank you so much for, for joining in as our special, special guest. So I, I appreciate it. And, and we'll, you'll get to participate later on in our Inside the Pinball Arcade because I'm excited to, to hear more about your stories. I think that's great. The reason I had bought you here, collected all of our awesome ladies together, is to talk about this virtual Bells tournament because I miss pinball so much. When I, I got to play a little bit last night, I'm like, I'm so happy I get to play. <laughs> um, so I, I have been missing it. You know, Tish, we'll start with you. Uh, what? How did this come to be? How did you guys decide, like, let's do a virtual pinball tournament? So Rob Burke called and said that the Pinball Expo was not going to happen in real life this year and that they were going to do a virtual Pinball Expo. What he wanted to know was if we would do the Battle of the Bells again in 2021. And he wanted to know if we would promote it uh, by coming either on their their video feed or, or doing something. So. Um, we talked about what we could do, and um, I have played in quite a few virtual pinball tournaments, starting with uh, Laura Fraley's, and I played in some tournament that had the Sesame Street pinball game and various formats of how to play from your house. So we talked to Rob and asked him if he would consider letting us have some time to do that. He was very gracious. He has donated two all-access uh, passes to Pinball Expo next year, which means it gets you in everything. So um, so uh, we just started putting our heads together and um, came up with something that would everybody from home could do. And plus, it would be fun seeing some of the people that we 
played with on uh, in tournaments and see on the Facebook page. And that's where we started was to try and give us something fun to do and loot since we weren't going to be able to do it in real life. And also to try to start getting some buzz out so that next year when we do the Battle of the Bells in real life, we have lots and lots of teams and people ready to play. Jen, I understand that you came up with the format for the Virtual Bells Tournament. How is that going to work? What is that going to look like? So last year, we had the inaugural Battle of the Bells where we wanted to do a team's tournament to see, you know, who was the best of the best, you know, of, you know, the Bells. That was kind of what Rob's idea of what he wanted us to do is like, oh, let's have, you know, like Chicago play Boston, play, you know, Columbus, play, you know, all the other uh, female or, you know, non-binary groups across the country to see, you know, who's going to be the best reigning Bells champion, so to speak. You know, we had a much different format when it was in person, but for a virtual, we had to develop it to be a little bit different with the limited resources that we had. So the easiest way for us to go about doing this is to do a double elimination. So basically we have a set of tables that we'll be playing on either Pinball Arcade, on Stern's Pinball Arcade, or we are going to be utilizing Sesame Street because who didn't like playing that during the Boston Bells tournament? Because I enjoyed playing it for at least an hour. It was so much fun. Didn't win that tournament, but that's okay. So we have a, a plethora of games and we did get some generous donations from those companies that I know Frieden will be able to talk to here in a little bit um, to be able to play this basically teams double elimination bracket. So we'll have two teams playing and the way that it's going to work is each player on a team is going to play the same table and then they will combine their scores once they have completed the games. And then whoever has the best combined score is the one that moves forward in the bracket. And then it's basically just a normal double elimination bracket from there. The caveat to that, though, is that just because you are eliminated after that second bracket doesn't necessarily mean you're out because we did create a high score tournament where we are going to have a separate table where during the entire tournament, you can have as many entries as you want into the high score tournament to, you know, win the high score event so that we still have something going on and you still have a way to participate because there is still a time factor involved, just like normal pinball, right? We all want to get to bed at a decent hour on a Thursday night in the spirit of trying to keep things moving. You know, that was why we went with the double elimination bracket. But again, since it's different because it's teams, you know, we've got the best combined score of both players of the team is the way that it's going to, going to go. And let me, so the team, how many people collectively could be on a team? Could it be more than two people or is it designed for two? So it's designed for two. However, we did build into it that if you want to have more than two players to let us know, that way we can try and figure out, you know, a way that we can do some special accommodations. But the the, the format itself is designed for two player teams. Okay. Just because last year we limited it to or we didn't limit it to the number of people that you wanted to have on a team but the people who you know everybody who joined everybody who came and played seemed to be in two-player teams even though they were all you know we had a couple of teams representing Chicago a couple of teams representing you know Columbus a couple of teams representing you know a bunch of different areas but they all seemed to be playing in pairs so that's why this year we shifted towards just doing pairs 
But if there is somebody out there that wants to do more than two people to let us know, and we can make some special accommodations for that as well. And I know most of the people that listen to the show probably already have Pinball Arcade downloaded on their phone. All the tables, they are going to be available either via Pinball Arcade or, you know, Sesame Street. And Frieden, Frieden's like raising her hand. I love it. I love it. So <laughs> Yes. So Frieden's going to be able to speak to that because not all the tables are going to be available, but we can go ahead and talk about our nice sponsors that we Ooh. have when it comes to that. So Frieden, if you want to take over, I'm going to throw the, the ball over to you. <laughs> uh, so the caveat for playing all the same games. They're available on both platforms, but we need to use both platforms, the Stern Pinball Arcade and the Pinball Arcade. Those are are two different apps in themselves. This month, there are free tables on both of them and there is a sale pack. So we tried to make the opportunity cost of this as low as we could by getting Stern packs for the first X number of people who registered. So those people uh, will be emailed shortly and it will be a surprise to them because we did not advertise it. And uh, so those are the two we'll be using. And then everything is basically playable across platforms. Sesame Street is the one that needs to be, uh, as long as you have a web browser, you can play it, but there's no supplemental app or purchase structure for that one. One of the things that we did build into the rules is that if there is one or more tables or one or more people on a team who don't own a table and maybe they don't want to purchase the table, we will redraw it so that it'll be as one of the free tables that are available to them so that they can still participate in the tournament. And it's an equal and fair opportunity for everybody, for someone who may not be you know, wanting to purchase any of the tables. So the cost to enter is very low, if if not zero. So I think that, you know, you making this accessible to everybody is really amazing. Yeah, that was the goal was that we want to make it accessible to everybody. Even if you, you know, you don't want to purchase any of the tables, we will make it so that if you still want to play and there's a free table that's available that, again, we'll make it so that that would be, we don't want to make it, but like that would be a table that would be randomly drawn for you to play on then. Do you guys have a cap on how many players you're going to have in the tournament? We do not. Ooh, so there could be a whole lot of lady pinball going on this week. I love oh, it. Yeah, I'm really <laughs> hoping that's the case. Um, this has been a difficult time for everybody, and not everyone has the privilege to say, "Oh, I can, you know, I can just spend ten extra dollars on tables for this tournament where I'm o- only be." playing for 10 minutes, you know, that's just, that's a, a thing that's not comfortable for everyone right now. And we, we did our best to try to make this as low an opportunity cost. The donation, uh, the suggested donation is just that. So there is no fee associated with actually registering though. You may have to purchase this table pack, which is four ninety nine right now. And the rest of the tables are free. I love the fact that you lowered that cost. Also, I love that you've now given me an opportunity to buy like other tables that I don't own in the market. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great chance to like try, you know, if you haven't played the pinball arcade or the Stern pinball arcade before, it's a great chance to do that. I know 
It's for the tournament, y'all. I'm it using is, air but, quotes. It's but for the also, tournament. one of the things I'll pitch about it is that what I really like is there's a walkthrough rules set. So you can actually learn the table. So, like, that's how I learned a lot of the tables when I was first starting to play. I don't know if DJ Toth is listening to this, he's going to give me poop for calling it table. But, a table. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to learn the games, you know, four ninety nine. Yes, purchase you the game to be able to play, but you're also purchasing a walkthrough of the game. So, if there's a game that you're looking to learn, I know that's how I learned Theater of Magic. That's how I learned, you know, the Tales of the Arabian Nights. You know, it gives you a step by step walkthrough that you can do at your own pace to be able to learn the rule set a little bit more than maybe you would be able to if you were in an arcade and actually playing. So, it's a in my opinion, it's a win-win because you get to play in the tournament, but then you also get to learn some rules while you're doing while you're doing it. I have a question, and I, I, I may have missed it, and I apologize for even if I did. Um, how do we take advantage of the four ninety nine? It's just already baked in. Like if I went there right now, I could get right the now. For um, what platform do you play on, or do you think you would? I have an, an iPhone. You have I an iPhone, so you would iPhone. download both the Stern Pinball app and the Pinball app. I've and done that. Then if you go into either right now. They have the table packs divided and then like free table and legacy table listed in some case on either. So right now, Stern Pack 1, which is the one from which we were drawing the tables, is available for sale for $4.99 on uh, both, I believe. However, on the Stern Pinball app, they are also selling Star Trek Vengeance 2009 as its own table for $4.99. Okay, cool. So there's, there's nothing, there's nothing special to know. different between if you're buying on the Pinball Arcade and the Stern Pinball Arcade, because Flight 2000 has already been removed from that pack on the Stern Pinball Arcade. So if you purchase it on the Pinball Arcade, Flight 2000 will be uh, included in that, but you'll see on the list in the event that's not one of the tables we listed. Cool. Cool. Yeah, so if you, if for listeners, if you've never uh, operated in those apps, they're pretty easy to walk through. Um, it's good to know like what table pack you want to purchase. So again, we're like uh, Stern package number one, and that's all outlined online on like what you need to buy and what tables you're going to need. Um, and pin the pinball arcade app works the same way. They have like packages, or you can buy the the if I remember correctly the uh, the tables. Because we are table friendly here, Jen, individually. Well, you, can, <laughs> Lauren, you can buy individual tables on Pinball Arcade. The structure looks a little bit different on the Stern Pinball Arcade. Like it's something you're capable of doing, but the availability is different. Okay. Uh, and that's why ultimately we decided not to use the Zen Powered Williams Classic app because this was not a functionality that they were able to provide. It has its own uh, currency for in app transactions. And it didn't make sense from a, a monetary standpoint Yeah, to try and include, because then the cost of the amalgamation of all the other tables was this one table. Right. Um, yeah. Right. No, that makes sense. And, and we, we love Zen. Um, that's where a lot of the Williams tables went when they left the pinball arcade. Cause we talked oh, about I that. Love that um, yeah. Yeah, on the earlier episode. So, but um, the the two apps you're going to be using for the tournament is the Stern Pinball app and the Pinball Arcade app. And so, if people want to sign up, how do they do that? 
Well, they can they can go to the event page itself, 2020 Virtual Battle of the Bells on Facebook. On and Facebook. there is a link to the registration form there. It is both in the event description and its own post, followed by the rule set, which you can download as a PDF. If somebody doesn't have Facebook, is there another way for them to register? Yeah, they could reach out to any one of us um, and we can get them registered on the the registration form. So you could reach out to either myself, Tish, or Frieden, and any one of us will be more than happy to get them registered on the tournament. And I can provide, if you want the emails, uh, put in a link to email us to yeah, do it. So, or you can email pinball super friends i'm gonna throw that one out there to, to no that is where the form uh questions and yeah. such go as well so if you email pinball super friends at gmail.com uh or the link is available it's an active public link it's a google form uh 2020 registration virtual battle of the bells and i believe Jeffrey may have said it was going to be available on the expo page, but we will, I will double check. Listeners, I want to kind of tell you what you need to do. You're either going to email pinballsuperfriends at gmail.com or register via Facebook. I will have both those on the show notes for this show so you can register. Then you're going to need to make sure you have the right tables and you're going to get those tables either from the Pinball Arcade app or the Stern Pinball app. And then you are going to come in, like, you know, virtually, I was going to say in person, but, you know, in person online, on the on the interwebs, um, on October 15th. And what time does uh, the tournament kick off, ladies? Nine o'clock. Eastern is that time. nine Eastern? It is Eastern. 9 p.m. Eastern. Nine Eastern time. p.m. Central. Uh, Pacific, it is 6 p.m. And then for our good friends, the chapter in New Zealand, it will be 1 p.m., I believe. Okay. Yep. And then everybody who's registered will be provided with the link that they need to do to, in order to join uh, the tournament, the Zoom, the Zoom link. We'll be playing via Zoom, but it'll be streamed live uh, to the Pinball Expo stream channel on Twitch. They are going to need uh, the Zoom app as well, so to be able to kind of access and play in the tournament. So, okay, these are all the things we need. Um, so, I want to take a moment because you guys had some sponsors and some cool prizes. You've kind of mentioned a few things, Frieden. What can I win? Because in my mind, I have already won. So, <laughs> what can I win? Oh gosh, well, Pinball Expo was very generous and is going to award the winning team to. VIP all access passes. So that's the stuff that like starts Wednesday night and go through Sunday morning. It's going to be super cool. I have a, a home edition full Bailey fireball <laughs> home edition. It's a really pretty table with a lot of complimentary colors. And I still had the apron, all of the plastics were functional. Everything was in place. So it looks like a full pinball table. I'm really, uh, I'm proud of how it came out. I'm happy with it. I think someone, whoever wins it will be happy. I've already installed like the hardware on the back of it. And I have the hardware for whoever wants to hang it up. So the fundraiser that we're setting up is for Pinball Outreach Project, which is a 501c3 charitable nonprofit that helps give children access to pinball who might not necessarily have access to pinball. So they do outreach visits and they bring them into hospitals, open them up, kids look at them, play them. It 
it's a, it's really a great group of folks. Oh, that sounds really neat. They do like active events and they, they bring them on site and then, you know, they kind of just make it an event. So I like that. That's really great. I, I learned about a new charity. I didn't even know about them <laughs> until today. That's fantastic. Yay. Heart emojis, everybody. I love it Yay. so much. Okay. Um, when is the cutoff to register? The minute we launch that Zoom, that oh. is when teams are formed. Right now, I'm randomizing single players who have registered who haven't denoted they have a team member. So we're filling those up and you can send that form in. I'm going to kill the link like a 7.59 central and at 8 p.m. central we go live and that is that is when we can do the thing. And so anybody I'm, can sign up as an individual, but it would be easier if you signed up in pairs, correct? I don't know because I'm all about spoiler teams is what I call it. So when I was in <laughs> when I was in college, you know, for those of you who don't know, I studied geography and I used to go to an annual conference where every year we had the Geography Bowl, which is exactly how it sounds. And for those people who didn't have a team that they could join, they joined what was called the spoiler team. And they, you know, it was just a bunch of random people who wanted to participate, who didn't have a team to join. And the spoiler team always did surprisingly well. <laughs> so, um, so if you don't have a team that you want to join or don't know somebody who you want to play with, I would highly encourage just signing up anyway. Because, again, it's, it's about having fun, right? We all want to play pinball. We all want to have fun. You know, sure, there's some competition that's involved. There's some high stakes, quote unquote, prizes. High stakes. Um, let me rephrase that. Quote unquote, high stakes prizes that are involved, but it's all about having fun and just having a good time and meeting new people who, you know, I don't think any single one of us that's on this call today can't say they haven't met somebody through pinball. So So you might meet somebody who will become a really good friend of yours because you were paired up on a team. So if you're somebody who wants to participate, who doesn't have a team, please, I would highly encourage playing because you might meet your new best friend. In my that's opinion. Cool. Yeah, that, I love that. that. I want to sing the make new friends song from Girl Scouts. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> She's right though. That's the key deal. One, one is the other and the other's goals. Yes. Oh my gosh. That just happened. I am so happy. I'm so happy that just happened right now. Wow. Oh I just goodness. watched that. I, was, I like, I don't even know this. That's amazing. Um, no, she's right though, because I was like, oh, well, I don't have like a teammate. Like, so I'll watch everybody else have a fun time. I didn't realize that, you know, you just, well, it, it's a bit intimidating. So that's cool. You can meet your new bestie. And we, and then here's, that's the whole thing though, Deborah, is that we don't want it to be intimidating. Just because I'm intimidated by everything. Have you met me? <laughs> but just because you, again, just because you don't have somebody who you're going to play with on the teams, again, doesn't mean that you can't play. There are other people who also want to play who don't have a team and you never know. Again, you never know who you're going to get paired up with if there's somebody else. And it could be, like I said, be one of some, I've met so many people through just random tournaments and just random playing that you could meet one of your new best friends. So maybe not, you know, one of you, you could meet, you could just, I'm just saying this for the record. You could also meet your next new mortal enemy. Yeah, maybe it, it, you could. Nah, it's exciting. Nah, Sometimes nah, you're nah, 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 nah. 
Sometimes you need a mortal enemy to become, to become your best self. So I feel my mortal <laughs> enemy would just be the pinball machine I lost on. Hashtag, I hate you, Stargate. So, yeah, you know, exactly. you know it's probably more than because there are so many cool ladies, cool chicks that play pinball. I'm like, exactly. It's so true. But so, Tish, like, what does this mean to you? Like, in the sense of like, you you kind of conceptualize this with Rob uh, to kind of see this come to life. Like, uh, what do you think about it? I think it's fantastic. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think we're all going to get new besties because Jen promised. And I think that we're going to raise some money for charity and use pinball for good. You know, like Frieden mentioned, the prize for the winning team is two passes to all access. Let me rephrase that to all access passes to 2021 Expo, which gets you into a lot. Not only is that going to get you into Battle of the Bells 2021 in person next year, but there's also so much fun stuff that's going on in 2021 too. And that's where I'm going to throw it over to Deborah for a hot second to talk about another tournament that happens all the time at Expo as well. Oh, there's that tournament too. Yes. (laughs) Deborah's going to be running it. I'm going to be running it. I have ran it last year and, and I was expecting to this year and I was butterflies in my tummy about it. Cause it's, it's a big <laughs> one, but the flip out tournament at expo that's been running for, I don't even know how long Rob Burke would know. I don't know if anyone here knows it's been a minute. Phoebe, do you know how long? Uh, it's been a I while. Know, it's I know been more than three on. years. It's yeah. been like more than a decade. 35. Are you serious? Yeah. Three, five. The event has been going on. This is the 36th annual pinball expo. So, and I think that sounds right. Like, I feel like the tournament started the first or second year. Yeah, that sounds right. Because it used to be like the whatever game was um, being released. Oh, yeah. It was just an entire bank of the Twilight Zone, an entire bank of CSI. Yeah, that was when (laughs) the distributors were all in Chicago or the. um, manufactured we're all in chicago um as as new as as new like head honcho of the tournament officially i'm going to bring back the single game uh concept and we're going to do nothing but avengers (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh please don't do that (laughs) (laughs) no uh, last year if you were there you know uh the flip out tournament was was literally bigger than it had ever been before uh we were not out in the hallway we were in our own room uh in the same room that the rave took place in after after the pinball tournament was over in fact i think the rave was starting up as the finals were taking place no more yes it was it was poorly time freaks and beats uh, <laughs> freaks and beats and from here in chicago freak easy music production and i was there until the end runs it, it filled my heart with happiness um oh, I, uh, I enjoyed the initial strata of watching both groups be very uncomfortable with one another and not uh-huh. know quite what to do <laughs> But that was about all I saw was half the people going, what are you guys doing? We're playing pinball. See, this is what what you can win. Like, you can literally win. You can win win access to that. You can win access to this awkward (laughs) rave and tournament finals happening at the same time. Like, who doesn't want to see that? Who doesn't want to see Steve Ritchie? Dancing. That's what I was gonna say. You can you get to dance with Steve Ritchie. Definitely like to know you also have. There's the possibility someone will uh, award you just a giant pizza, which was a thing that happened. A good guy, daytime consumption fellow, 
felt like my group needed pizza. We were sitting outside and came in, dropped off a giant pizza and just like vanished into the night. And I was like, whoa, wow. it's great. I love Expo. <laughs> See, this is Lauren. This is why you got to come up to Expo next year. <laughs> I, it's on my plans. It's crazy that she hasn't. I know. Girl. So, you guys, I want you to know 2021, I will be there. I'm saying it here now. I will be at 2021 Pinball Yay! Expo. Yay! I will be there. I will We're be there. holding you to it. And you can't edit, you can't edit that out. I can't. No, right. I, I, no I, backseats. No backseats. Since we sung the song only, together, I feel we spawned it. <laughs> yeah, only, so, only if like we promise to be at FPS. Uh, TPS. TPF. Oh my gosh. I can't even get my initials right. <laughs> All right. So I wanted, I wanted to just say about the tournament, the flip out tournament. I mean, I got like lost on raves and there was giant pizza and Lauren's coming to expo 2021 and it's all, I'm all about it. But so the flip out tournament, it was bigger and better last year. Um, and we intended to do that again. It's the only tournament where everybody qualifies. This is major. It's a circuit event and it's the only one where everybody qualifies. You're, you're in it. Even if you're at the bottom of the bracket, it's also the largest bracket in pinball it's physically yes. on the wall yeah. giant paper bracket it's a thing to behold um we we, we printed out at kinko's 189, we made 180 well whoever shows up if yeah. 300 people want to show up 300 people are in the bracket we just started a little sooner um and we've we've got uh, assurances by the sharps that there will be no side tournaments that interfere with the main tournament <laughs> if anyone on <laughs> understands what i'm talking about you understand what i'm talking about We've got, we're going to have I'm extra volunteers for that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. We're going to have extra volunteers this year, guys. And in fact, please contact me. And if Lauren, if you'd be willing to put my email in the, uh, in the afters, I would appreciate that or in the down belows um, because I, I, I'm all about volunteers. I'm all about people helping out. We, um, we can give you, you know, tickets and entries into the tournament for it. We appreciate everyone's hard work. I am, I am a, a benevolent taskmaster to say the least. And Jen's <laughs> going to be there. I'm hoping Teresa is going to be there. I'm hoping Freeton, probably not Phoebe because she's too busy already. But Lauren will recruit <laughs> like Lauren, we Phoebe got you will, coming in. Phoebe will be there with Joust. Uh, Phoebe will be there with Joust. She'll be taking yeah. care of the Joust. And um, and the winner, the winner gets a, a pinball machine, a whole entire pinball machine. And That's I believe amazing. there's um there's a, a tidy cash uh package for um for you know everybody in the top tier. It's it's really something amazing. Um so please, yeah, check it out. Thank you for letting me talk about it for a minute. Excited. I, I want people to be excited about the tournament this week, but also be excited about 2021 as well. So again, yeah. guys, we'll put all the links on signing up for Battle of the Bells in the show notes. So make sure you check that out. If you have questions, feel free to reach out to Tish, Frieden, or Jen. They will be glad to answer those for you. But this is like low opportunity cost, maximum fun. That's what I'm saying. So, ladies, oh, oh, go oh. sign up. Go <laughs> sign up. Effort. All right. Everybody. And, well, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. All right. <laughs> so now we've come to the end of the show where we do our uh, one segment, which is called Inside the Pinball Arcade. Our listeners find out about you and your pinball mind. And we're going to be playing with Tish, Frieden, and Phoebe. Are you guys ready? Yes. Yay. All right, here we go. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask the question and then I'm going to go around and ask for each of your answers. So question number one, what pinball machine do you love? Tish. Twilight Zone. Nice. Always a classic. <laughs> I love it. All right, Frieden, what pinball machine do you love? Uh, well, my creature here, but just in general, I mean, I love Haunted House. Ooh, Haunted yeah. House is a nice one. 
All right. And Phoebe, what pinball game do you love? Bad cats, but there's way too many to choose from. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Also, that's a favorite of our friend of the show, Danny Peck. She's a huge Bad Cats fan as well. She is. She is. She is. All right. Question number two. What pinball game do you hate? Tish. Um, Oh, I shouldn't say this. Uh, Swords of Rage. (laughs) <laughs> it's okay or do you Sorry. feel do you feel rage about the swords <laughs> you know I'm a flail man i'm like stop throwing it down the middle <sighs> <laughs> i understand i understand your rage i also understand the black knight's rage but the rate it's oh, rage, rage. It. <laughs> all right freedom what game do you hate terminator 2 least favorite Ooh. game in history <laughs> I'm sorry. What is hey. it that you don't like about T2? I love that answer. Even, even when I'm into it, even if I have that multi-ball going, not a single shot on that table feels natural flow to me. And I understand that that's like the game everyone feels that about. But the antithesis of that, I think the best flow game ever was Rocky and Bullwinkle. Once you get those two loops going, there's just, there's no stopping. And it's a, it's a beautiful segue into another function. Where in Terminator 2, it feels very truncated to me. Where you have that short shot and then you wait a second and you can keep doing that loop. But that ramp ends and then you have that second where that's broken. And I can't figure out on that game, maybe like this is my shortcoming, but I don't like it because I can't figure out how to like it. Uh, <laughs> it's a journey. It's a, yeah, I understand. I understand. All right, Phoebe, what game do you hate? Twilight Zone. Oh no! <laughs> Phoebe, well, Uh-oh. since it was a love, I told of you, Lauren. <laughs> Lauren, what did I tell you? Mortal enemies. Mortal enemies. (laughs) (laughs) Happened sooner. Sooner than I could have anticipated. No, no, no. So, Phoebe, what is it that you don't love about uh, Twilight Zone? Because it is is usually one that people pick for this, like, a pinball machine they love. Well, it... It... uh, Kind of what Frieden was saying about T2. To me, it's like... It's not fun. There's There's too much, too many shots that are not fun. Okay. I'm not, and don't take (laughs) it's wrong, but I'm not a fan of Lawler layouts in general. So you have (gasps) Twilight Zone. Hot take. Two more more enemies. Lauren's like, this is not okay. (laughs) Twilight Zone, Adam's family. This is great. <laughs> I yeah. wish that everybody could see Lauren's face right now while we're talking about this. <laughs> it's it's I thought there was merit in kind of what Phoebe was explaining, where there's something specific she doesn't like about Lawler designs, right? And you have people that they're like, oh, I got bored. And then they like, they don't like John Borg's tables. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I, I was echoing. Uh-huh. It was like, I feel that way about, about Steve Ritchie tables. And Next time I see him, we can talk okay, about see. it. Like, and um, I actually would agree with you, Frieden. I am That's not right. a, a, the biggest uh, Richie fan. I mean, as a person, I have no problem. Like Steve, heart emoji. But <laughs> <laughs> it's like 
you know, but uh, everybody's making heart emojis. I don't know yes, if Steve Ritchie would yes. ever listen to my show. <laughs> You're getting heart emojis. But, uh, but yeah, I think that, you know, and, and to, to Tish, you know, you have uh, things that you love about like certain designers and certain games and the way they work. And I feel that, you know, it's a signature. Like when you have different designers, uh, you have Phoebe's given the heart emoji too. So, it, but with di- different designers have a like signature. I feel like, you know, when I'm, when I'm playing a Lawler game, I know I'm playing a Lawler game. When I'm playing a Richie game, I know I'm playing a Richie game and, and so forth. And now like, you know, with Elwin, it's like, okay, this is definitely a Keith Elwin type of game. Um, so I think that that's really interesting. I love this. I, I love this so much getting these, these three different um, opinions. I love it. I like Steve Ritchie games. So somebody said that at one point that I'm more a fan of flow over stop and go. Pat Lawler games are more stop and go and Steve Ritchie's are more flow. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's a really good point that I don't think that I've ever like actually noticed about because I'm a very, I'm a flow person too. So I can understand that. Yeah. I'm not, I don't like flow. Like, I mean, I like, let me rephrase that. I like (laughs) flow, but like, if you're going to ask me like, look at my favorite game. My favorite game is Bram Stoker's Dracula. I like stuff that is super, Stop, go, line up your shot, do it, go. I like those type of games. Have so. you played this? Have you played this game? <laughs> have you, played you know what? Cracker? Honestly, I have never played a safe cracker. I hear all oh, about it. And somebody no. even gave me a safe cracker token. Love you, Jean. I, I have never played safe cracker ever. No, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Question number three. What is your favorite art package? This can be side art. This can be play field art or back glass art. Frieden, what is your favorite art package? I think my favorite back glass might be Rocky and Bullwinkle. There's just so much going on. It's just, it's such a visually stunning uh, back glass. But I really like this, uh, the non-modified, like the original cabinet for Creature. The purples and greens and blacks, it's, it's readable from so far away and it's such a recognizable design. Every time I see it, I get kind of excited. Um. Uh, but uh, as far as play fields, I, Haunted House might be up there. There's just so much going on. And I love all of the individual pieces of it. Like when you take it apart, it's still very visually stunning because the art is complete on all three levels. I love that. I love that. All right. Phoebe, I know this might be hard for you, but to pick one. <laughs> but what is your, your favorite art? Can I don't like? Um, I, I'm going to have to say that. I Fathom is a beautiful game. And I love the original back glass on Fathom. Um, I hate working on valleys, but the the art on them is beautiful. I don't care for the new cut and paste type art. I like the original art. You know, ACDC, Game of Thrones. You like something I, from, no. a, from an artist's hand. Yes. I like original art done by the artist. Can I, I, can I like rudely just jump in here and, and just throw this out? Um, can you ask me too, Lauren? You can ask me, Lauren, just ask me. Oh, okay. All right, listeners. Deborah wants, uh, wants a second take. All right. What is your favorite um, pinball art package? Anything that Phoebe Smith has done. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> this is very oh, true, though. This is very true. Phoebe is gorgeous. Okay. I know you haven't seen it yet, but it's really nice. It's so amazing. And, and Phoebe, I will agree with you. Fathom <laughs> is actually my answer to this question when I do the, when I've done the questionnaire is fa- Fathom is my favorite. The comic, I call it comic style, but I prefer the hand-drawn kind of, you know, more illustrative art as opposed to 
you to like, like Photoshop hyperrealism. And there's something to be said for that. It's, you know, whatever you like. There's a Game of Thrones that's at the barn uh, for at Trent and Deborah's barn that I feel like is that very like comic-y kind of, oh, it's beautiful. That Game of Thrones backlash is just beautiful. I love it. I love it. Oh, that's awesome. All right, Tish, we're coming back to you. Favorite art package. Do you have one or do you love them all? I really love Zachariah Pinball Machines and I like Time Machine. It oh, has uh, has really good backlash art and it has this cool thing where you go back in the back in time and future and past. I like it. Oh, that's a great one. I love that option. That's that's awesome. All right, ladies. Question number four. What is your favorite pinball sound? This can be the sound a mech makes. This can be a, a call out or this can be soundtrack or music from a game. Um, what is your favorite pinball sound? And uh, we'll start with Frieden this time. I think my favorite call out is probably the slam tilt from this game from Creature. From Creature. Have you ever heard it? I'm You're trying no to remember. take me home. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I love it. Or really oh, the- hot dog. That might be that's up there too. I love it. Love it. All right, Phoebe, what is your favorite pinball sound? The credit bell from the old, the early solid states. I don't like the chirp in the new Sterns. Uh, the screech. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like the original credit bell or the knocker, the original knocker. How satisfying is that sound? Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to the screech from the newer Sterns. Are you talking like the pound on the door, like Adam's family, where it's like, a, like a pound. The real, the real knockers on the back. They have the older solid states, like the early solid states, the Williams sixes and sevens. They have a coil in the, cabinet and there's just a metal plate on the side of the cabinet and when you get a credit or a free ball or you, you do something good um the the coil knocks into that plate and it makes a loud you know <laughs> just like that a loud knock sound. yep 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 that sounds super familiar yep yep yeah. and the um the new sterns they don't have that they just have that screech that you know, no. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And Tish, what is your favorite pinball sound? Well, I was going to say the knocker, but I don't want to copy. So, um, how about, uh, how about like on medieval where it says, don't move. And it gives you your pity ball. (laughs) I love that one. I love it. All right. Next question. And this is hard because, you know, we're talking about Pinball Expo. So I'm going to say besides Pinball Expo, what is your favorite event, expo or tournament tournament to either play in or attend? And we'll start with you, Tish. Um, Papa. Wait, wait, wait. I feel like we got to have some clarification. Like, like the original, like Papa that's coming back next year. Or like, yes, yes. Papa. Oh, for that, you guys, Papa coming back. Because I was kind of like, does she mean like, I, in my mind, yeah. I thought you like meant the old Papa. You mean new Papa. I love it. I, I mean, love old, it. I, I want, I like old Papa. But Papa. Old, Just, like, is it, yeah. is it like revitalized Papa? Right? Yeah. It's like, you know, new Papa, like old Papa at a new location though. Right? Yeah. That's so great. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. What yeah. is your favorite, um, uh, you know, I haven't attended that many. I love doing the Logan uh, League night 
and the online tournaments that we've been doing there. But I'm actually I'm not uh, I'm not super good at being competitive. I'm I'd much rather play with you than against you at something. And when uh, and when people get very intense and sometimes make it less fun, I'm like, all right, well, yours is bigger. We can all go home now and enjoy ourselves. Right? <laughs> You're paranoid. I'm, like, I'm I'm a fathom. It's fine. <laughs> it's really, what I enjoy doing anything where I can we can all play together and enjoy it. People ask me that question. Like, part of me always wants to say my Bell's League. It's like I love going like to league. I was <laughs> talking about this last night with my co-director, and I was like, I miss. And she's like, I know. Every other Saturday, we'd all hang out. It was great. We'd have like birthday parties, and like we do all the things, and like you just miss all your friends. So I, I love, I love that answer. I think it's awesome. All right, Phoebe, what is your favorite event, expo, or tournament to either play in or attend? I'm kind of with Frieden. For a while, starting in like 2009, I played in my first tournament, uh, Trent, at the Niagara Falls show. And after that, I was really, you know, into the tournaments. I was up like top 500. Um, and it got to the point where everybody got like so serious and it quit being fun. So I kind of stopped doing tournaments. So I, I like, um, I'm going to agree, agree with Frieden where I like the ones like where you can play and have fun, but still be competitive without being mean. Um, yeah. Like the one we did yesterday, we did a, we just did a match play thing with random groupings and we had, you know, uh, one guy that had never competed in a tournament before at all. And then several people that don't, don't compete a whole lot. Um, and we did the match play, but then we did random groupings, but we did Swiss pairing just because we were limiting it um, time wise. So we did Swiss pairings, but I like that where you're playing different people and different games and you're not having to pick games and pick I like that too. Whether you want to first, yeah, same. You yeah. Start first or what you want to yeah. pick, or I don't. That I'm like, no. Just tell me what game I'm playing, and let's go. Play. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Next question. What is your Grail pin? Like, this is the pinball sh- machine that you want to find out in the wild that you you want to own more than all others, or you may already own it. What is the pinball machine you want most in the whole wide world? And we'll start with you, Frieden. I am very fortunate in that my first own pin was my Grail pin. Creature. And uh, that would be Creature. It's a very beautiful creature, by the way, guys. You can't see it, but I can, and it's awesome. So, um, yeah, I'm yeah, showing no. like you guys can hear how <laughs> Gavin Miller from Gavin's Game Service here in the Chicagoland area. I told him I was looking for a machine, and it's actually the one we played on Jack's show uh, back in like February or whatever that was. Uh, we brought it there to test it out and play it, and it was beautiful and. If anybody is ever looking for a machine, I would I would recommend him. He can find anything. It only took him, I guess, like two years to find Safecracker complete, even with the with the cabinet set. Yeah, that's a very pretty machine. I'm like so excited to go play it sometime. So I love it. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Tish, what is your Grail pin? Do you have one, or do you already own it? I would like to play Go Girl. Go girl. Okay. I have not heard of that one. That's the drag show one, right? 
Yes, it is. Yeah, there there was like a drag show where you literally, like, in order to play it, you literally had to step into like a pair of like super high shoes. Red stilettos. Red stilettos. <laughs> and yes. Oh, there was like this whole day where we literally like Googled how to find this table because it, there was only one maid, right, Tish? Yes, correct. There was only one maid. <laughs> And it was like a prototype, but it was amazing. Amazing. I, I have never heard of this. I like feel like I feel like I got left out. What in where is this? <laughs> where is it? That's right. Where is it? <gasps> oh, nobody knows. So the nobody last, knows. <laughs> so the last time, the last like known location of this was at a museum in San Francisco. Um, and I don't remember what the name of the museum name was. But yeah, there again, there was literally like just one maid and it was just, it was like, if you Google it, it's such an interesting backstory and such an interesting table. Like I'm not trying, I'm so, Tish, I'm stealing your thunder right now. Like you're the one. I have, be talking yeah, I have no this. thunder. <laughs> <laughs> you are all the but thunder, like, Tish. I know like when, when Tish brought this table to me for the first time, I was like, Ooh, I want to know about this. Like, what is this table? But yeah, yeah I'm so intrigued. Yeah, it, yeah, you literally had to like step into a pair of shoes in order to play it. And it was just a very elaborate, very amazingly beautiful game that again, there was it was it, the story was there was somebody who wanted to make this table and got funding in order to make it and they only made one. So and and listen, as you play the game, it take it would take a picture of you the player and as you play the game, it would put makeup on your picture. You could pick a wig for your picture. And then um, I played this at Pinball Expo. And then it, sometime, somehow or another, they were uploading these pictures onto the Internet um, of the players with the wigs and the makeup on. It was like the original Jersey Jack. It was. <laughs> I... Listeners, was- I'm going to put some links in the show notes about this. We're going to we're going to find out more because I am incredibly intrigued. Yeah, we're going to find out all the things. I love it. All right, Phoebe, what is do you have a grail pin? Do you own it or is it out there still that you want to you want to find it? It was Bad Cats. Um, I love Bad Cats. <laughs> but uh I I have it. Um I pretty much have everything I want. I'm hoping for you know, I say that now, but <laughs> there's always a new grail. There's always a new grail. That, 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 that's, you know, likely to change. That's so like everybody says, you know, oh, everything has a price. And I'm like, eh. <laughs> I, I have a real hard time um, parting with anything. Um, but yeah, like, that's why you have pinball machines in your living room, in your <laughs> dining room, in your family room. I love it. All right. Next question, ladies. Who or whom? living or deceased throughout history, would you like to play pinball with or who do you enjoy playing pinball with the most? And we'll start with you, Tish. I guess I'll just, I'll pick Roger Sharp. Me too. Me too. Talk about <laughs> so I love it. Have you, have you played with Roger Sharp before or? I have. And he's beaten me. My whole playing style is emulating Roger Sharp. Oh, I love it. I love it. I that's awesome. All right, Phoebe, who do you enjoy playing pinball with the most, or who would you like to play with? 
it was always fun to play with Python. Um, he was always a character and hilarious to be around. Apparently he would leap over entire office walls <laughs> just to go terrorize other guys in the pinball buildings. Yeah. Um, Roger Sharp's a good one. I like playing with Roger. Like non-pinball related. I'd like to have my grandma back to play pinball with my grandma. Oh, that's nice. I love that. The awesome answers, Phoebe. I love it. Frieden. I think John Prine would have been a fun guy to hang out and have a beer and play some ball with. That, I love I that. I think so too. John Prine's amazing. Listeners, if you don't know who it is, I'll put a link in the show notes. Amazing, amazing musician. Awesome. I love those. All right. Next question. What is your dream theme? This is a theme that has not been created by a major pinball manufacturer, but that you would like to see come to life. And we'll start with you, Phoebe. I have to say journey. You know what? I know that we, we call them dad bands because they're from back in the day. But you know what? I would totally be down for a journey machine. I love journey. That is my number one karaoke go-to choice. Love me some journey. Yeah. I would have to I would have to fight. I'd have to fight Gary Stern for Ellie number one on that. One. <laughs> you know what? One thing to say about that. Don't what? stop. Believe it. Believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on to that feeling. Trees love. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> See, come to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. We have sing-alongs. It's a, it's a thing. So I love it. Oh. Not only is it a podcast, it's a game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Journey's great. I love that. All right, Tish, what is your dream theme? Uh, SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh. Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I love SpongeBob. You know what? SpongeBob is really fun. Like I got into it, you know, I was, you know, watching kids and, you know, my nephew loves SpongeBob. It's fun. It's super duper fun. Um, what is it that you love about SpongeBob? I just think that it would appeal to a large market. I think it would. It's family friendly enough. Like I put it kind of in the the Shrek category or, you know, that kind of stuff. But I think it's a super fun title and license. I think it would appeal to families and to, you know, people who grew up with SpongeBob. So you might have a a younger dog. I can see that as maybe like the next spooky. Hint, hint, Charlie. Hint, hint. (laughs) (laughs) And I just want the topper to be at his like house. I want it to be his pineapple. I love it. I have to tell you that if you go to eBay, you might actually find a SpongeBob SquarePants pinball machine. Just saying. (gasps) Interesting. I will look, listeners. I will look. And if I find it, I will put it in the show notes. Breeden, what is your dream theme? My dream thing would be building a horror machine based on William Castle bits. So it would shock you like the Tingler, or there would be a 3D element like from 13 Ghosts, or uh, the knocking of the walls like in House on Haunted Hill. All of these films sticks, right? You would sign waivers when you went to see the Screaming Skull in films because you would <laughs> die of fright. You would have to sign a waiver before you played the game so you didn't die of fright. Oh my yeah, God. I, I, I <laughs> Jen's totally down. I'm a little nervous about signing a waiver for anything. I feel I the same way about food. I'm like, I don't want to sign a waiver. But, but it I was a great that. bitch. And it was something that got people, you know, then they'd freak themselves out. And then when the side of the thing makes that sound and you feel like it zaps you, you're like more scared. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, love I, it. I think that would be I fun. Feel, 
so like I feel like it fit really well into you know how last year at Expo they had the like the haunted. I hung out the whole time, Stephanie. MF and Clown look. I love it so much. Ladies, thank you guys so much for being here. I feel like each of you could have your own show. Phoebe, Tish, Frieden, I am inviting you, each of you to come back and we'll do your own show. The fact that you guys came on to thank talk you. about this amazing event that all of, all of you collectively, to include Jen and Deborah and everybody, are putting together for the virtual Bells Pinball Tournament, Battle of the Bells. It's going to be amazing. Listeners, we will include all the links on how to sign up and what it's all about in the show notes. We'll put contact information if you don't have Facebook so you guys can get registered. And um, we'll put some locations for uh, Pinball Arcade and um, Stern Pinball if you um, haven't you know, done the apps and all that before. Uh, we'll put in all of the information. But uh, congratulations, ladies, for getting this off the ground. Good luck this week. It's going to be super, super fun. Um, I want to thank, yes, oh my God, y'all, Phoebe's giving giving me heart emoji. I love it so much. I love it. Phoebe, I mean, yeah. it's been and an I honor to on, meet you. I can come on your show, but Deborah has to come back because I'm technically, I'm technically challenged. And I, <laughs> Phoebe, I, it took, I, I will, listeners, I will say, okay, she's like, my friend Phoebe's here. I'm like, yeah, yeah, cool. That's cool. And then I didn't like realize until we got into it, like, oh, it's that Phoebe. I was like, oh my yeah. God, she's on my list. I'm like, be cool. Be cool. I'm cool. So Phoebe, yeah, to all of y'all, I want you all to come back. And Phoebe, you can bring Deborah if she's going to be your, uh, your your tech sidekick. I love it. All right, listeners, before we go, I do want to say a huge shout out. I have two new Patreon subscribers. I'm so excited. Thank you for giving me some money. I love it. It all goes. It all goes to like paying for this stuff. Like I have to pay for like the hosting of the website and the hosting of the podcast and and all the the back end stuff. First, Pinball Princess herself, Stephanie Guida. Thank you so much for your support on Patreon. Yay! And our newest Patreon subscriber, Joshua Yates from Savannah, Georgia. Yay! And they're going to be getting the Not For Sale Limited Edition Backbox Pinball Podcast Enamel Pin. They'll be getting a very cool giant uh, bumper vinyl sticker for their car and um, some other goodies in there as well. But those are the two uh, main things. And I'm working on a new enamel pin that will be part of that package as well. Yeah, I, Jen is super excited. I'm, I'm so just going to say so pinball is my jam. That's where it's going. So I'm just oh, saying yeah. it's going to be awesome. Um, but ladies, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show. I very much appreciate it. This was such a fun way to spend my Sunday. And um, again, best of luck this week with the tournament. Good luck all you guys on the tournament. Thank you. Lauren, thank you so much for having us. We appreciate you and everything that you do. Aww. Please don't talk. Please don't You're talk. Great. <laughs> Thanks, Jen. If you have any questions, comments, witticisms, whatever, email the show, backboxpinballpodcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, please um, leave a review on wherever you get your podcast through, Apple Podcasts, you can go to TWIP, whatever. Um, but again, guys, thank you so much. Take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and keep flipping. Bye. Bye. Hearts, hearts. Hearts, hearts. Love it. Oh, my God. Yay. Thanks for listening to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. To get pinball fun delivered to you every week, subscribe to our podcast on your podcatcher of choice. Also, we'd love for you to post a review on Apple Podcasts. To look at show notes and more, visit our website at backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm. Again, that's backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm. Thanks for taking us with you, and keep flipping! Keep flipping!